0: Hello, 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 let me uh, stop this music here for a sec. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo. Uh, relatively muggy day in, uh, I guess, low 70s. Beautiful day out there, a little cloudy, but uh, we're doing all right down here. And a lot of you guys are doing all right, it looks like. Um there's no need to talk about what's going on right now. You heard me talk about it for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And, weeks and we're probably going to talk about it a little more. Let's have a little escapism. But uh, as a bartender, I don't know if i call myself a keen observer of the human condition. I am uh, an observer, though. I'm there. And, you know, when people come in, I always try to, you know, I experience them I try to feel get the feel from them I uh, some people I can uh, I get the vibe that they're visiting and they let you know they let you know that that's happening so uh, when they're you know when they're tourists I, I play the uh, the tour guide for them and when they're you know they could be locals we get people that come in from uh, Key West, And you're making a way back. They do this long trip where they got to do a bunch of stuff on the mainland. You know, sometimes there's, uh, we've had this discussion about medical care in the Keys. Uh, Unless you're, a lot of these doctors down here don't accept new patients, not all the um, health plans that people have, do they, uh, you know, accept them as patients too and accept their plans. So they drive back and do, do all sorts of things, shopping and things you can't get. You know, trips from the airport, um, people traveling to their vacation homes. (coughs) But, and whether it's a guy, you know, guy and a uh, man and a woman, or two guys, you know, business, two women on business, two friends, uh, two people that might not be friends, or, you know, maybe more than friends. uh, I could go through all the the minutiae of what's out there, but, you know, it's funny that, some people seem to really get into uh, especially when it comes to uh, th- with the tourists, you know you see people that are coming in and you look like their relationship you're trying to rate the relationship. Did they have a bad trip how did they how did the trip affect their relationship between each other? How are they talking to each other? Are they nice? Or, you know, if they had some, there's all different types of people. And we have people that come in and they've had to, uh, I mean, we've all, if you travel often enough, you've experienced missed flights, late flights, cancel flights, all all different things. Uh, Airports being closed and due to weather. And you have people that sometimes they spend... They come in and they said, we were, we've were we been traveling since this, you know, it's, it could be 8 o'clock at night, 8.30 at night. And they said, we've been up, you know, traveling since 4 in the morning. Getting up and going to the airport and things like that. And it's always been, it was a constant uh, pain in the ass. And some people laugh about it. Other people, you can see it's strained. It put a strain on the relationship. You know, look like they made it down here, and you think, "Holy shit!" Um, I've I, I just came back from work after being out for uh, uh, almost two weeks because of that operation. But I've had some people come in, and you can see uh, they had a tough time coming in. They looked tired. They were uh, from Wisconsin, and they uh, they seemed kind of. Done with the traveling thing, and they just wanted to have a drink, and they wanted to sleep. And they said, "We're gonna want to sleep here in Key Largo, not here in the, in the restaurant. But we're gonna go across the street. There's a restaurant across the street from the um, a restaurant, a hotel, the Hampton Inn. And we're gonna go there. We're gonna eat, have a couple of drinks here. And sometimes when they unwind, and they did this last night, the couple from Wisconsin, they decided to uh, just relax. And hang out for a bit. And you can see they were going to have a good time. They were just, you know, something. But other people, they, you know, they, one person decided this was their trip. But the other person really didn't want to do it. I've had that where you've seen a woman's just like, I really don't give a shit about this trip. I don't know why you took me there. And you wonder if it's the last leg or is there something else going on. But I realized at the bar it is the worst place in the world a lot of times some people like to work out their relationships while they're out having drinks i'm not going to say some people haven't worked it out but i'm like to say it may not be a good idea to do that in such a public showcase and if you're having problems maybe yeah maybe now it's not the time to really go out Maybe you need to have a little heart-to-heart at home, or wherever you know some place a little more private. Sit in the car. Some you go face-to-face, but uh, I don't know in a, in a somewhat public atmosphere. And I've i I've, um, I've seen it often enough where you see people talking and you see you you know they're they're working on their relationships. They're all different types of people sometimes you have the new relationships and the new relationships There, if they go to a, a four top table a table that's made for four people or um, they'll, they'll sit on one side of the table together and which is nice which is really nice you know and then you have people that sit at a small table and they just sit across from each other and that's nice too and then you have people that just sit down next to people and start talking to them and they kind of ignore their partner, whoever they're with. They talk to someone else and they say, "Oh, this is my wife blah 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 blah," and they'll just start talking. But the strain you don't you don't get a lot of leeway in in a restaurant on how to work things out. you know a lot of times you have people chiming in too. you know? You need, do you really need an audience for that i I've had some of my uh, well at least I, one memorable one I was out uh, with a former girlfriend and another couple and she, we were not getting along. We were not getting along at all We were just and I was in the depths of my drinking my uh, alcoholism. And I would just go and sit down and drink, you know I'd have a I'd have a bourbon on the rocks, maybe three, maybe four. And my decision making abilities would decline drastically after that second bourbon whenever I did that. I never really understood uh, I never understood or was aware that hey, this was a pattern. It wasn't a really good thing to do. If you're not, your relationship is not healthy. Throwing a little booze in there for certain people. And if the booze is one of the aggravating items in the relationship, it certainly doesn't enhance it. And here I am, Sam. I mean, that's, I don't know if a business owner would like to hear that from me. Say, hey, listen, if you're having problems problem, you know, I would if you're having a problem with your relationship, uh, don't tell him not to come out over here. I said, well, really, do you really want that kind of tension? You could feel it. You know, it's uncomfortable. You see people come in. They're very unhappy. You know, I've been with uh, uh, a bunch of different women and sometimes they were happy about going out. Sometimes they weren't happy going out. And it wasn't necessarily, probably wasn't necessarily just about going out. It was necessarily about the condition I was in. I mean, I showed up a couple hours. I was, uh, was going to date this girl. There was a, a bartender. I was in a bartender at the time. I was working in sales for a circuit board company. And I showed up a couple hours early. And I dr- I got drunk. And then she decided that, hey, I don't think it was a good idea that we go out. And i think that was this one of the smartest decisions I've seen anybody ever make. Unfortunately, it was, uh, oh, it was a beautiful blonde man. She was a nice looking woman. Uh, it was years ago. I guess I was in my late 20s at the time. And uh, that, was a, that was a wise decision by that girl. Now, I mean, if I, uh, I don't think I'd ever... I, 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 knowing now, no. if I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't have done that. But then again, what what use is delaying the inevitable? The best thing in the world was probably me sh- showing up that. So we didn't have to go through all that rigor or more. Uh, rigor or more. Oh, how do you say that word? God damn it. You know, the whole step-by-step process of building a relationship, then seeing it fall apart. Or not see build a building relationship. In my uh, late 20s, Oh, my God, early or very early 30s. I would definitely sabotage the relationships by drinking too much on a regular basis. And I'd be there to get the brass ring. I went on a lot of first or second dates with girls and then they just see it. and They say, well, every time I see you, you have a drink in your hand and not just one, not two, not three. So, um, I, w- I was, I was fortunate, I guess maybe people say, you know, Jim, it's probably best you did that because then if you had those girls hanging out with them for a while and stuff like that, and you get into a relationship and then you're, you know, what's, what's the use being in a, uh, a relationship. And I, I don't consider myself, I didn't consider myself a abusive alcoholic. Oh, that's my wife. I am going to pause this right now. I'm going to come right back. But We're going to talk about me being or not being an abusive. And we're back. We were talking about whether or not I was an abusive alcoholic. But showing up and, you know, at, at someone's place of work intoxicated or going out to dinner intoxicated, just geez, that the uh, that just didn't work for me, and that was a that was a specific problem, alcoholism. But I'm, I was suggesting that perhaps drinking and discussing relationship problems is not a good idea. You know, whatever you resolve is, you're not going to remember. And then the other person's could may or may not be drinking at that time, and they may decide that if you can't, you know. They may say, well, Jesus, look at this drinking like drinking like a trooper. And, and I see people out celebrating, having a good time, and they're getting along great. And then one person decides that, especially when it just, this say, alcohol. It's, you don't see them arguing around food that much. Some, every so often you do we have a couple and go, what are your own goddamn food? You know, you, you want to share. And pe- I've seen that a couple of times when people say, oh, we're going to split this. And I go. And the guy says, I'm getting myself a whole meal. If you want one, get one yourself. Well, I was going to get this and we can split that, you know. And, you know, you can you can build a meal by eating a couple appetizers and stuff like that. And that makes someone happy that they want to split a meal. They don't want a whole dinner. Some people have a problem with that. That's just, It's about accommodating people's sensibilities, right? So you got out going out on a date. And someone says, well, I don't really, I don't like eating that. much." Well, we can just have appetizers. You can have a salad. Uh, if you don't want to hold, we can get a nice dinner. We can get, we can split it. You know, if you're, if they're a big eater and say, hey, listen, get your, you know, get, get your meal. Do whatever. Sharing. Some people, when they get into sharing, that's an intimacy part of a relationship. If you don't, if you reject someone's, and it's usually, uh, I'm not trying to be stereotypical about stuff like that but it's usually women they like to share and you should be able to show you if you're a guy you should be able to show that you can share and you're good about it and you're agreeable but you're not a rollover you know in the old days jeez you'd see this in the in the movies from the 50s and the 60s and and they'd, guys would order for women and i guess that was the thing but what a goddamn bullshit if someone you know actually at certain times in my life I really was a glutton I would eat almost anything so I you know if I went to the right restaurant and say hey listen why don't you order for me that would be kind of exciting or when someone picks up something on the way home for you but what I'm saying is about sharing and things like that. And it's, it's a relationship. Using, using the restaurant and bar as a way to cement the relationship. It, if you both have the same drinking habits, then that very well could work. And I do see older couples that come in. They come in for happy hour and they sit down and they, and they drink for a couple of hours. Talk to their friends. They have a good time with each other and stuff like that. And then other people... They like to, you know, both people like to have a drink or two, but I know one particular couple that comes in, and as soon as he drinks a certain liquor, sometimes she goes, "No, no, 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 none of that." You know, have a beer, have a beer. Um, God, it's it. You, you're already when a, a couple comes in and one person wants something, and the other, the partner, their partner says to him. I don't think that's a good idea. And they do it in public. It's like. A. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's just. A, a sh- some people view it as overbearing or shrewish, be- uh, shrewish, shrewish behavior. It sounds like I had a couple drinks. So. You, you know, we have some, you have all those things. They say, well, maybe you shouldn't have that drink. And once you have that, you know, sometimes people like, they get in the back of their head, they're offended. They say, what are you saying? I can't drink. I'm an adult. I can drink. I've earned it. I've had a hard day. I need to have a drink or whatever, stuff like that. And that suck? It sounds like I'm not a bartender and stuff like that. But you no, know, going out and meaning for a couple of drinks is great. And it does display when you're, <coughs> pardon me, when you're just, engaging the person in conversation, you want to show them how interactive you are with other people, how you're viewed by other people. You know, if you want to really get to know them, see, see them through other people's eyes, how they're greeted by it when they come in. If they come into, you come into a bar and you go, oh my God, this person's coming in. The bartender goes, oh Jesus. They're acting, go, hey, listen, you know. If he says something about you know, listen, we don't want any trouble, then you should worry, if I was a girl, you should worry about the guy. If, if everyone is on edge around them. And then they start moving away. So that's, you know, that's a hint. Now when they all come, and and then you got to see the kind of people that are drawn to them. And, you know, that's a little deeper. That's like Jedi-level relationships. You know, where it depend on where you go. You want to be in a place where people view you kindly or respectfully, hold you into some sense of esteem. If you're dating someone who's religious, and you say, "I'm an avid churchgoer," I'm an avid churchgoer, and you go up, you go, you say, "Oh, let's go to church together," and let's say you go to the Catholic Church down here, St. Justin's, and Father Hill's there. That's our pastor here who has some very interesting sermons that we try to figure out every time he says it. it's like he takes you to some really interesting, long sermons. And in the end, you're completely left in the wilderness. But but I digress. I'm just saying you're going someplace and you say you go there often and and you interact and you say, let, let's say, for instance, that you're a regular churchgoer, You go to this church and you go there. And the priest doesn't recognize you when he's, you know, when you're filing out. When you go up there and he says, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Good to see you again. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, who's this person? Yeah. You go, oh, I guess a lot of people don't do that anymore. God, that would be crazy. I don't ever remember going out, of, you know, when I met a woman, just say, oh, let's go to church together. That would be some fun, boring ass beginning of a date for me. And, then you know, unless it's some kind of good church. You're not getting any that day. If church is on the menu. now listen. I'm taking on two different things. I mentioned a bar. Now I'm at church. If church is on the menu. There's a really good chance. You probably won't get anything that day. Not for a while. Unless you put a ring on that finger. You're dating one of the people. That are a promise keeper. But I guess I've spent a lot of time on this. All I'm saying right now is. If you're working out relationship problems, don't do it, and I've seen it. I've just had stories of people saying uh they tell me and and everyone sees it. everyone sees it. I wasn't there. I had a friend come in last night, and I knew they they had problems the week before because someone felt it important enough to tell me so, "Oh, your friend that was here uh they they weren't getting along with their significant other." Uh, and they walked out on their check and all this stuff, and I go, um, "Oh, that sucks, man. That sucks when uh, when that happens there." But it seems to happen. I mean, I walked out. I walked out of a restaurant. Uh, did I pay? Oh no, I mean, I think I paid the bill. I walked. I walked like four miles home, four miles, because I was so pissed off. And that was probably that was definitely the end of a one-year-long relationship. It's just an awkward, and there's no nuances to it. There's no subtleties when you're out, you know, trying to explain those things. It just doesn't seem to work. And if you attempt to resolve it, invest a little alone time, and the person doesn't want alone time. If they if they want to go now, if they insist on going to a restaurant, a lot of times it's because You want to be in a public place for the breakup. So there's very little, you know, kind of there's some social restriction to how extreme someone's reaction is. So if someone's insistent that they go to your local, you know, watering hole, it's usually some place. I don't know if I would go to one of my regular places. I would go to the other person's regular place. Well, if you want people on your side, you should go to your place. Right? So, but, uh, yeah, if you want to try to mend anything, you you definitely want to look out for stuff like that. We'll move on to lighter things. Coming to relationships. There's people, um, and I should never watch YouTube. I did a research because uh, I wanted to um, see the commercial to get it because it's been going out. The commercial's been out for years, Nugenics. And I just saw... Um, a YouTube clip by Bill Burr and he goes off for like two minutes on this eugenics commercial and I did it a year ago or something like that I mentioned that this guy's walking in to uh, a gym let's say and there's Frank Thomas working out or finishing working out and the, there's a guy with a woman and the woman goes and says oh look at that there's a big hurt you know you should call him the big hunk you know and i'm like "Ah, oh, well you know bill Burr's acting like uh he's he slightly edgy and he's kind of sometimes his stuff gets to be a little you know uh, little. Li- i guess um, but that's about a comedian you got that's about the thing about being a comedian you want you want to be able to take uh, normal circumstances, and what's normal about that? You go and see someone famous, an ex uh, baseball player working out, and so oh, he look at lost weight. You look at him, you look like you're you could play again, and uh, he doesn't look like you play again, but he, he looks older. But I mean, say he looks big, and he must have been really heavy at one time because he's still kind of a stocky individual, kind of you know, not not V cut. and. Um, no, and you feel comfortable with the government and say, hey, look at you. You're still looking good and stuff like that. And he offers his, what I do, oh, listen, I take neugenics and stuff like that because and he doesn't go and say, listen, you know, we don't, we lose our, uh, after 40, there's a drastic drop in testosterone, free radical testosterone. So we have to get these in order to keep, make sure we can, your know, body's still burning calories and we're not storing fat and we're building muscle and that, you know, Guys lose muscle because they lose testosterone. And they also have a reduced sex drive, right? But he doesn't say that. He goes, oh, listen, yeah, I work out better. I'm feeling more stronger, more vibrant and stuff like that. And he hands them a bottle, which is it's pretty nice, like $50 for one of those bottles. Yeah, I take that stuff. I mean, I'm not. It happens to everyone. Your, your testosterone levels go down when you. I'm 57 years old, so. It's good not to go too crazy with that stuff, but it's good. It's good to have. It keeps you, you know, it helps you, you know, work out a little more, maintain your muscles. You, you know, the, the more muscles you maintain, the easier it is for you to move around and more efficiently burn calories, and easier to work. And you, you know, you have more energy. But the thing that really gets me is the guy's way that he's looking. Frank Thomas is looking at the guy, and he goes, "Well, you're probably not giving it to her that much." What? Well, she'll like it too. You know, after that, she'll like it too. Because you probably can't get an erection. I'm not calling you Mr. uh, Erectile Dysfunction, poster boy, 2021. (coughs) I'm not calling you Flacido Domingo. But, uh, or Mr. Softy. And, you know, he's making an assumption with a person that approached him and could have very well, you know, in the context saying, hey, look at you, champ. You look great still. And, again, the first thing he goes and says to you is, well, yeah, I guess you wish you looked the way I do. I guess your wife would like you to look or your significant other you're with would like that. Because, obviously, you don't look like you're taking care of. And it's like a little real flirtation going around. He says, well, listen, why don't you take this? And you were, you know, here's, he, you know, why don't you hand him some Cialis? I go, here's some Cialis. Looks like you, you know, you hand someone, do it right in front of you. You're going to need some of these, right? You're going to need some of these. It looks like you're, you're not, you're not taking care of this woman. Got very. This woman definitely got overexcited about seeing um, Frank Thomas. So you must be not laying, you know, laying the pipe too well. And then she smiles like, oh, yeah. And there's the latest commercial. The guy has, she'll like it too. And there's a woman next to him, but there's a woman behind him too. On the newest commercial. And uh, so it's suggesting he goes, well, I, you might, you may have just walked into a three-way. Here's your here's your eugenics. now let me tell you eugenics helps. you know if you're well rested, you can almost do anything. yes, you not when you get older, you're not one of those you're not getting up uh, to speak most times, but sometimes you could you know I mean uh, you're not getting up and you don't have a raging heart on all the time. Now you can. I don't know. I think it automatically all these commercials think with these, uh, you know, these commercials for erectile dysfunction and eugenics and stuff like that. Everyone must think that someone who's uh, over 45 is incapable of maintaining an erection or getting an erection. But that is just not the case. And sometimes, and we, we discussed this before, that some people just need help because it just, guys you know guys just little need a little help because there's a refractory period in between and and then when it gets in your head that something isn't working sometimes it adds to that right I mean there's nothing that when I was a younger man it happened it happened every so often. Rarely happen for new, any new relationship. The scariest thing in a new relationship that is that you would climax too quick. You'd come too quick. You know? Just like Jim and the other Jim in American Pie. But then again, if that girl was climbing on top of me when I was 17, 18 years old, that's exactly what would happen to me. I forget the girl's name and stuff like that, but whoever at that time—and my wife thinks she's not so attractive—but at that time, the Nadia, Nadia is her name, in American Pie. At that time, she was very hot, very hot. And at seventeen, eighteen, yeah, oh my God, are you kidding me? I would need the uh, two, two times, yes, easy. Easy, easy. I mean, and then with that, it was there's um, it should be like, oh, well, you know, it's going to happen. It's just like saying, um, if you have dynamite, let's compare it to dynamite, right? If you're not aware of the length of the fuse and how quickly it burns. You're going to have give yourself a little extra leeway with that wick. Because you don't want to light a stick of dynamite, give yourself six inches of wick, and just have it go right through it. boom. You want to have, you know, you need time to say, oh, shit, this stuff is burning quick. That's the way they used to do it all the time. And, you know, you see them in those railroad movies. The guys are building railroads and they send the Irish or the Chinese guys into the tunnel to put the... uh, The dynamite in, and you know they're they're always, you know they're they're lighting it up and and they're they're going. I mean I never understood where they just light up one wick and it goes out, and they got to send someone in because well how long do we have to wait now to see if it's oh it didn't go off we better go in. It's like they always, you know hear you always hear the stories of, uh, that guys used to die because they're going and check dynamite that the wick started burning real slow and then it picked up again because but that's what I'm saying it's unexpected you don't know how long this is going to last but the nice thing about when you're young is if you once you do do that the next time around the next time you can get erect and do that again much quicker you know when you're really young but when you get older You know, it's like 20, oh, maybe I'm kidding myself, 40 minutes in between. But if you have a little help, something that centralizes the flow of the blood, yeah, you're good to go. You know? And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just the way it is. Younger guys have a better time doing. it. It doesn't make them more of a man. They may not be able to balance their checkbooks. I mean, who, who balances the checkbook? Most of it is done electronically now. But, I mean, there's a lot of things that uh, younger guys can't do. Right? And and older guys can do. There's it's just some skills they have. They don't know necessarily how to romance somebody. Now, it's creepy, you know, down here. We did do uh, the other shows when we're talking. I'm not talking about a guy who's 57 romancing someone who's in their 20s though it does happen. And I've seen I have seen that out there. Seen some older men with younger women. And that would be I mean uh, that would necessarily be a uh, when you're having someone compare you're they have an expectation a physical expectation of performance of a young man and an older man it's almost similar to expecting a guy that's 18 years old know how to refinance a house right or set up an IRA they just don't know how to do it you don't you wouldn't ask uh, you know you, you don't go to a 20-year-old girl for advice on how to raise your children, right? And women have it better with that because they hit their peak in there. And I understand that. And that's enough. That's, you know what? I give it to them for that. I give it, I'll give the women that. When I say I'll give it to them, it's not up to me to give it to them. What I'm saying is they've been treated horribly, a lot of these women, you know, because, Guys would just naturally forsake. They ignore women when they get to be middle-aged. What's that all about? They don't ignore guys. Guys expect to be... Look Look at the some of the uh, attention that some wealthy fat guys get. One in particular is on my mind. That dated younger women all the time. and would leave his wife for younger women and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's almost like, I guess, more like uh, Queen Catherine of Prussia, one of those big monarchs who would just, was insatiable with men and stuff like that. Well, because she's a queen. He says, well, I don't give a shit. I'll bring them over here and stuff like that. You know, bring the young men over here. But that rarely happens. They get dumped. There's all these... Uh, guys, and once uh, you know, they they ask women to bear their children and stuff like that, raise them, take care of the houses, their households, and then you know screw around with it, uh, their their girlfriend, and women have to, you know, and the women are hitting their peak in their thirties, and their husbands are beginning to ignore them. They, you know, go through it. it, it I I mentioned this a couple times that childbirth plays hell on a woman's physiology. So um, I do, from the woman's point of view, when you see that commercial nugenics, I'm going back to the commercial. Yeah, I understand that, man. You know, it's a good thing you have get, give your guy nugenics to keep, you know, lose weight, tighten up that body, be there for, be there for your woman or your partner I'm sorry, that was very uh, one thing. Because, yeah, it could be could, could be a guy with a guy, right? Say, hey, listen, maybe, they, you know, the other, could it be an older guy with a younger guy? And you say, hey, listen, you know, you, maybe you could do this, it'll help you. It'll help you lose weight, maintain your what whatever. Your partner, yeah, that's, an, that's a nice thing. She'll like it too. Do this for yourself. But, you know, in the long run, Frank Thomas, if someone, if the woman's with you, why you're, this is the sad part of that discussion, is the woman's with you and you're needed to be approached by Frank Thomas or after you approach Frank Thomas, he reproaches you, hands you a new you need this to take care of that woman you're with you. And that helps you, you know, if you're that kind of shallow relationship and stuff like that, where. That was the big deal, and you needed to go up to Frank Thomas and approach him about it. Chances are, if you it helped you so much, you probably would not be going after the woman you're with anymore. You'd be looking around the gym, right? So, yeah, that's the thing about people. You got to watch the one thing you got to watch about people that get in shape late in life. If you had a couple, that's the that's a real big the um. Disparity. You have, when couples do that, you have a woman and she starts going to yoga and working out and stuff like that, and a guy sitting on the couch eating a bowl of spaghetti, belching and burping, and she comes in and she was out at the gym and seeing all these hot guys and stuff like that, and she's taking care of herself, and this guy isn't, or vice versa. Or let's say, You, I mean, you could be changing your habits. You're changing the way you eat, changing the way you drink. That happens too. You know, people. Someone stops drinking. Another person's still drinking. They go out. They have their separate lives, right? And then they start having real separate lives. I see that a lot. And uh, you know, when someone someone drastically changes their lifestyle. Starts taking eugenics or going to yoga and doing Noom and all this stuff and eating a paleo diet. And then you're sitting there doing the same thing. Think about it. There's something that's instigating that person. Now, yeah, they may want to feel good about themselves. Or they may want to make themselves more presentable for a new uh, pairing with someone. So going to the bar and this new genic thing brings it back in a circle going to bar to work out your uh your relationship problems may not be the best idea but that on the flip side i said remember the caveat i said my experiences if both of you that's what you do is go to bars and hang out and that's you know i would suggest to be safe about it you know take a taxi or an uber or whatever you do Get a, you know, have a designated driver. That's what you do. And that's what your relationship works. It's, you know, that could work for you splendidly. Or it could be like the worst counseling advice you'd ever have. Go out and have a drink and do some shots. Go to to happy hour and martini night. And then try to work out your uh, relationship problems. Why don't you smoke a little crack or crystal meth? That may help too. I know. I just equated alcohol with crack and crystal meth. One of success is all these things. Co- coffee does it for me. Come on. If you're a coffee drinker, if you're like a two-three cup coffee drinker, you can. You got to notice the change in your demeanor after that third cup or second cup. I, I'm I'm not all I'm not all loosey goosey. When I'm a caffeine up and I haven't worked out and I'm just, Bleh. I mean, some people could be. Some people they may need that to just move their move through system. But this is these are just observations. And as I always pointed out last week on the internet, doing my social media, some guy says, "What do you know? You're just a bartender. You know this cheap psychology." Well, listen, everyone comes up with their own psychology uh, theory. There's Skinner, there's Freud, there's probably tons of fucking other things. And remember, they used to, uh, for your more progressives, They uh, psychology has changed over the years, or at least the understanding of it. I remember at one time, on the physician's desk, the DSM, which is the Bible for uh, psychological disorders, they listed homosexuality as a disorder, not as a natural uh, normal relationship, you know, natural lifestyle. So that changed. That's no longer in there. So whatever I'm thinking, you know, and someday they may, someday they may say, hey, listen, maybe it'd be a great idea to go out and have a couple of drinks. Well, we know that's not the case and we'll call a spade a spade, right? Okay, well, I want to say hello to one of my new friends. There is a, blog and a travel site out there and it's going to take a look at it here but they stopped in to catch the other day lovely couple i didn't get i guess i'll find out more but uh it's called life life's too short bus and you can go to life's it's a travel uh related site And they are on Instagram and Facebook. And we'll probably have them on in future. Also, I'd like to say hi to my friend Natty May in Scotland. Uh, I had some problems with my audio uh, with the Windows update. And uh, I have one of my regulars come in to the bar and he told me he had lost control of his microphone. And his headset. Due to one of these updates. And he's a coder, a programmer. So maybe I'm not so lame as I think. I am pretty lame, but listen, that's not my, part of my shtick. I don't that. I I don't rejoice in my inability to not do things, and I do appreciate that our listeners. We had some huge boost of listeners, uh, Poland. Oh my God, Poland, Hanoi, Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam. Yes, Hanoi. We had, uh, God, a bunch of downloads from Vietnam. But who knows? It could be Americans there or something. If you're trying, once again, remember, if these people in India, Switzerland, Germany, if you're using the show to understand the English language, you will be sadly mistaken. This is not the norms. My language skills are not classical. So uh, be careful uh, on the idioms I use. Maybe I don't really, I may not be the model for trying to understand English. And I do appreciate my foreign listeners. Most of my listeners, you know, I told you my split up is like um, right now it's uh, 40% or 30 to 40% are in. The southeastern part of the United States, or let's say Florida, and mainly centered, the biggest chunk, let's say the, the biggest chunk, 30%, uh, is in South Florida. And then I have another 40% spread out throughout the United States, right? And that leaves another 30%, and that's all around the world. That is amazing. I think it's amazing whether it's Belgium, France, Vietnam. I said Poland. Okay, why someone in Poland would find saying so important? Saying this crazy bartender in Key Largo, usually you, you know, not that they know. They may think I'm a, a Florida man, which I did not. If I, I would have been the classic Florida man if I, w- I was still drinking. But I like to thank all the people that are listening. Please share this with your friends. Uh, like us on uh, Facebook. Share, um, if you could write a review, if you, you're a regular listener, if you could write a review on the big platforms, iTunes especially, uh, Spotify, I'd really appreciate it. We're not just available on Spreaker. We're also available on, like I said, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, everything, almost every other platform major platform except for pandora and i think my pandora is probably almost done right i'm not you know what i'm not doing sour grapes and stuff like that so i had i guess i don't have i have no idea how many listeners i have i have a good idea of the distribution of listeners i have now because i have put out my rss feed the feed that sends it uh to so many platforms that I don't know how much of the demographic information I'm getting back. I'm probably only getting like 30% of it because some of it exists with my old media group. I They're sending stuff out and, um, and there's other platforms I may not be getting. Because it makes sense if you're on a platform that they don't tell you how many people listen because then they'd have to pay you the the royalties on the commercials that they advertise on there. And they don't, right? Unless you have some kind of agreement with them. So, but I think right now, like the smaller ones, they don't really do anything, even if they started exploding. And, but they keep the numbers, they, they tendency to do. So I think right now, I think we're at about 5,000 listeners a month. Which is pretty good. You know, eventually, I like to get to, you know, maybe twenty thousand. I think we could do it. Uh, I attempt. I, I will endeavor not to bore you, and try to give you my perspective as honestly as I can. Uh, thank you for listening, and I will be back, uh, most likely tomorrow in the daytime, and I'll uh, probably have uh, a guest on on Thursday. Take care. Goodbye. Uh, this is me signing out. Till next time.